Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Empire Rolls podcast, supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, a little bit of a different intro this week because everything's changed at the Medesi Stadium. We've got fans back into the ground and they've seen a fantastic win against Nolan Forest. But one of the EPR crew was there today, Alex Everson. How was it, Alex? Uh, fantastic, to be honest, Paul, to be back at the stadium. Um, yeah, real, real different experience than watching on TV, obviously. And yeah, just really nice to be back at the ground and, and seeing the team play live. It's been wonderful watching someone like Michael Elise live as well. Yeah, I, after the first 30, 35 minutes, um, I definitely realised that I, I had a definite, different kind of appreciation for some of those players. Josh Lauren, for example, is a, is a fantastic player. Uh, and although you kind of, you do notice it watching on TV, it's, it's slightly different when you can sit there and watch him yourself uh, without the camera needing to follow him around because you can obviously just track his movement around the field and, him and Andy Rinomoto look just excellent in terms of their positioning on the field. Yeah, totally. I was really amazing hearing the sound from the crowd when the players come out, the goal, a little bit of chanting. How was that being there as a fan? Yeah, so I'd say before kickoff, it was a little bit stilted. It felt a little odd in terms of, I, um, for, from a personal standpoint, it didn't. I wasn't quite sure whether people were going to be, I guess, uh, willing to make an atmosphere, but... It did feel like once the teams were out, there was a bit more kind of uh, willingness from, from fans. And there was definitely an atmosphere in the first half, especially. Um, it wasn't like, obviously, like a full stadium or anything would be, but it, was, it wasn't bad for 2,000 people. Um, the second half, obviously, after the game was kind of a bit more over, it did die out slightly and people tried to get things going. And it, it did, it, it, it worked to an extent, uh, but obviously with only 2,000 people there, it's always going to be slightly slightly more of a dampener on it than, than if it was a full ground. There was uh, some decent, I guess, decent chance of Pauno and, um, you know, he, he reciprocated at the end of the game over, over by the East Stand. So that was good to see as well, that there was definitely a, kind of an immediate, immediate relationship between the fans and him. You would have seen it on the uh, being at the game, but just at the start of the game, Lucas Jow heard the crowd before kickoff. And just this big smile came across his face. And I'm sure that was the same. I had, I had the, uh, yeah, I was going to say I had the same feeling. It was uh, definitely a really, really, really good moment to be back. Yeah, so I'm sure you'd agree. Um, you've obviously been there, but that Redden have done a great job today. Okay, so in terms of safety, yeah, they've done a pretty good job, you would say. Um, people have definitely kind of stuck to the rules for the most part. I think 99% of people had a face mask on the entire game. 
the stewards were very insistent that everybody was sat down. I'm not quite sure what the logic of that was, but that was one of the rules. So everybody seemed to follow that as well. Um, yeah, I'd say the the club has done a reasonable job. I was a little bit uh, maybe confused as to what the kind of purpose of having two thousand fans all crammed into one stand was. I'm not not quite sure how that how that works in terms of um, following the the rule of you know fifty percent or two thousand fans, but that's obviously for the club to to work out. Um, they were very very good in terms of making sure everybody had a ticket you couldn't you weren't you wouldn't even got close to to getting into the ground without a ticket so um that was that was good to see that they were obviously checking that people people had a ticket i think there was definitely some id checks going on although i wasn't id'd myself um so i don't quite know whether people are going to be able to just grab a ticket and um come to a game if they don't have the required points going forwards so i think there's probably some lessons to be learned from the club's perspective but i think from from a Packer fan's perspective, it definitely felt very safe, and uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't have, I personally wouldn't have a problem with going back. I think it's probably going to be one of those things where people need to experience it for themselves and see what they think of it. Um, it, it wasn't probably the um, probably wasn't the safest place I've ever been in terms of you know COVID and leaving the ground at the end of the game and at half time was maybe a little bit strange uh staggered leaving times are going to have to be something they really kind of look at because that, there was none of that on the show really um but apart from that i think yeah overall the club have done a, a pretty good job all, all things told yeah it's always going to be difficult isn't it? It's a strange situation really but overall let's get back to just one last question on the action on the pitch how good is it to have a team like this to go and see again Oh, it makes a world of difference that we're playing well. Um, yeah, it's it's very exciting to be able to go and watch a team which is you know winning games, playing well, and you know near the top of the league as well. I think we're back up to second place now, so that's uh, yeah makes makes a world of difference. Cool. Thanks a lot, Alex. So now it's time for our regular part of our podcast, and I've been joined by Matt Lansley. Hi, Matt. Afternoon, Paul. Happy afternoon uh, to you. Yes, it is a good one, isn't it? And again, I'm beginning to like these twelve thirty kickoffs. Uh, I've also been joined by Dave Stevens. Hi, Dave. Hi, Paul. Well, tell us, what time do you have to get out there in America? I'm fascinated by that. Kickoff's 5.30 a.m. for me, so that that, is a little bit nice. earlier than you. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, well, worth it today, though, isn't it? <laughs> well worth it. Yep, makes it all the sweeter. So let's look back at the beginning of the game today. We saw one change, Yaku Meite obviously coming back in for Samedo. I say obviously because it's the one we all expected and wanted. Uh, no offence, uh, Alpha. But how do you think it went from the first like 15, 20 minutes there, Matt? Were you kind of comfortable up until the goal? Um, rel- relatively, um, yeah. Like, like I think we, 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 were, we were more than content. You know, Forrest didn't really do a huge amount. They had the one chance, obviously, with Taylor. Um, Holmes, I think, had a bit of a shaky start as well. Um, but, I mean, settled into the game, I think, I think quickly. Um, it, it was... I, like I, I still think even if there was eleven men on the pitch, you know, we would have still won because I think there was there was just a golf in quality, you know, all the way from from start to finish. Really, obviously, it helped once they go down to ten men and we score. But um, yeah, I, I was I was happy ha- happy with the lineup, happy how they settled, and um, yeah, yeah. I'm such a big fan of the way oh, we are now showing consistently good performances. Bristol Sutty thought we played really well, probably the pick out of all the last three matches. Sheffield Wednesday still think we played well despite not beating 10 men. And again today, 
<clears throat> we showed a different side with man management in the second half. But what were Nottingham Forest doing for that opening goal, Dave? I mean, Samba, I don't know what it is about us. I was talking to the Forest fan in the preview, but he hates playing against us, doesn't he? Yeah, he's uh, something about playing against Reading has him shook. Um, people talk about him being up there with the best keepers in the championship, and I, I haven't seen a single piece uh, to, to suggest why they think that. Um, looked very shaky today, uh, flapping at it, and um, as it turned out for that first goal, their, uh, uh, their defender um, actually made a better save than him. Yates, was it? Yes, um, Yates, yeah. Best save of the afternoon. He hooked it out. It was almost Seaman-esque, right, from uh, Dave Seaman against Sheffield United, hooking it behind the line. It is kind of strange, isn't it? As when you watch it on TV, you think, oh, don't handle it. Just let it go in. But it's instinct, isn't it, Matt? You just, I can see how you just can't stop yourself. You just, the whole of your career is just to stop the ball going in. Absolutely. And it, <laughs> it brought a smile to my face because... Um, uh, at half time they were talking about it and um uh one of one of one of the pundits basically said i feel feel a bit sorry for him because we'd we'd all do it and it's just like yeah we would but it's he still handled it it's still a red card <laughs> but, but yeah Oliver Langford said that wasn't a handball i've just been in contact with him he said no way that was absolutely fine <laughs> bonkers bonkers but yeah it, yeah it was it, it was quite some save it was quite some save I mean if I was a Forest fan get him in goal right now I'd say over Samba because yeah it's just it, it's really strange like 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 David said he just uh, I, I don't know what it is when he plays plays against us but I mean I'm not complaining in the slightest he can continue doing that all he likes when we play him but um but yeah it, it wasn't his uh his best moment Really good perseverance, though, from Tom Holmes. Didn't give up, was determined to get the header. And if he doesn't go in for that header, that situation doesn't happen. Um, Tom Holmes made that mistake at the beginning of the game. But yet again, I thought he was really solid. And now, probably our first choice right back, Dave. Yeah, I think you'd have to say so. Um, with with the Adam out, um, you, you, you've got him or, or Estevez, maybe Tanai Watson, uh, who we haven't seen for a long time. Um, Holmes to me seems to mature every game he's pushing on he's pushing on um, people have made mention of some mistakes he's doing fair enough young player playing out of position he's learning every game I think that's that's fair enough not too many complete howlers um, nothing that's uh, you, don't, you don't have your heart in your mouth with him I think is the big thing um, and I've heard a lot of criticism of uh, him offering less going forward but you know that that penalty that's that's him attacking um he, he's got a place in all the set pieces and he, he's he's up there he's, he's pushing up yeah i think he's been fantastic this season and kind of even when he went out it was a little bit harsh but i understand it because estevez came in initially did quite well but then we had another chance for yaku mate only moments after jao had scored that penalty i mean we all knew he was going to score the penalty. Uh, it's kind of inevitable, isn't it? Talking about it is kind of like pointless because he does just what he does. So water is wet. Zhao scores. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And kind of, I'm not quite sure what Yaku Mate was doing this chance. He had a great opportunity to help on his right foot, but Matt, he did not want to do that, did he? 
No, it's not going to be one he's going to be uh, watching time and time again or putting on his highlights reel, really. <laughs> um, it's a shame he doesn't have a right foot because otherwise it probably goes in as well. Um, but the fact he seems to be missing a right foot is, uh, it was quite evident there. But I mean, the pass from Elise, I'm, I'm sure we'll touch on him later, but that made that, that, that chance and, you know, out of nothing essentially like, but yeah, I mean, we, well, we could have had the, the the game wrapped up in the first half. You know, I think that that was the bottom line. We had we, we had chance after chance. It was so comfortable. Um, yeah, it was just j- just a shame we couldn't put it away with ones. I'm not exactly going to berate him or <laughs> for, for, for for missing. You know, but he 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 offers so much anyway. Um, so, but but yeah. No, definitely not. Yaku Mato has been fantastic since he's been in the team and we really missed him against Sheffield Wednesday. Absolutely, yeah. I think you're right, Matt. It's time for our Michael Elise weekly slot of talking about how fantastic he is, Dave. I mean, today, it was a masterclass of just pure talent. Yeah, the, it, it's something that if, if you'd have told me uh, like a year ago we were going to have a player like this I wouldn't have believed you like the, the years we've had recently to to now have someone like Elise is ridiculous um he he constantly wants the ball he gets into positions he's all over the pitch um left right center wherever he needs to be and he's asking for the ball and he's disappointed when he doesn't get it you can see it in his face which you love because we've had so many Again, not to keep harping back on like the years we've had, but we've had so many times where players don't want the ball or like shirk responsibility. He's loving his football. He wants the ball. And um, can we just talk about this technique he has for bending the ball for a pass? Like there's no direct yeah. line to the player he's passing to. And he just, he, he does it all game, just bends it around. And I, I could just sit there and watch that all day. It's the way to pass as well, though, isn't yeah. it? It's just beautiful. Oh, he doesn't get it right every single time. But when he's got the ball, there was a moment in the first half when he just took the ball down. The ball looked like it was going to come down from the moon. And just one touch, that's it, and he's off again. It's just magical. He's in such fantastic uh, form. Talk about the touches he had there. And on Sky Sports, it showed that he touched the ball all over the pitch and also had the most touches for all the players on the pitch for us. Um, just wonderful again, Matt, wasn't he? Absolutely. And I think uh, you'll run out of superlatives, I think, within within a week. You know, <laughs> when, 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 when you try and try and describe him over a season, it's, it's just unbelievable. You know, he is playing with such confidence. And the fact he's only 18, um, you know, I think... Um, He's, he's contracted, I think, until next summer. Get him tied down again, you know, because I mean, he's probably, well, I, I, I think either way, it's going to be good news for us come the end of the season because either we'll be in the Premier League or our financial fair play, I think, will be sorted, you know, because I think will he sign a contract before then? Quite possibly, but will die, let him go for any less than 30 or 40 million. I mean, I think Matt Mills on Sky said that, you know, he's got to be up there already. I'm not sure I'd go as high as 40 yet. But I mean, you know, if he keeps putting in these performances, he's probably the one of the hottest prospects in Europe. You know, that might sound ridiculous to say. But I mean, you look at you look at the stats, the, the chances he's created. I think the, um, Sky put up at the end of the game, I think it was 30 chances he's created or goal scoring chances he's created this season which mm. outmatched the next person by about seven or eight you know and that and, and that was a Lever- Leverkusen player I think it's just it's nuts and he is just like well, watching him on the ball to think that we've got him Ovi Zhao in a you know in a front four together is just 
it's it's mind-boggling you know you see tweets and people say oh it's not fair it isn't it really isn't fair and it's just it's just unbelievable that you know that we've got like like I said if you said this last year you know we we're all looking at loader at the start of last year he's a long gone memory <laughs> you know if you give me the chance of having him back or elise it's a no con it's a non-contest um but it's just unbelievable how much he's kicked on um quite like some of the other players you know richards and you know lawrence since he's since he signed the way he's kicked on and others has just been unbelievable and i think you've got to give credit to Pauno as well you know it, he didn't start him quite a bit in weeks gone by but maybe that's made Elise hung, more hungry maybe you know Paunovic has been working on his concentration whatever he's done it's worked and I think we can only be happy right now I could talk about him till the end of time so <laughs> he is, he's almost in cheat mode isn't he in, it, yeah. yeah he's so good um I just some of the step overs and tricks he does there's a moment in the second half when he's going down the right hand side on the wing and you could see the anger in the Forest players. And they managed to kick him a few moments later, a few minutes later in the match. And I thought, that's why you've done that. And they did say on Sky, you can't do too much showboating. And that was a little bit of showboating he did there. But he's so incredibly talented. He makes everything look so easy. I mean, if you're in that team with him at the moment, Dave, it must be a joy because you know your movement's going to get spotted. Yeah, it has to be has to be great. I mean, the things that pop into my head are, again, we've we've talked about the mental game and how we keep losing the mental game. He's playing without fear. He he's absolutely where he needs to be, uh, which brings the others along as well because they can have that excitement and that that hope. Because you know, if if you think about being a Reading striker in recent years, you can make all the best runs in the world. You're probably not going to get found. And, and that then starts to attack what you do. Do you bother doing the run? Do you try something different that's less effective? Um, you, you see uh, Mate's goal against Bristol City. Um, you had the, the Instagram afterwards from Elise where he says, like, I keep telling him, make the run, I'll find you. And that's the thing. Like, you, fact an 18-year-old is saying that, though. A fact an 18-year-old right. is saying that in public, mm -hmm. you know, is just unbelievable. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it, that like, confidence and self-belief, that's the yeah. difference for him. Yeah, we, we haven't had a player like that for a long time. And um, yeah, d d the joy of being not even just an attacking player, like any player and knowing like if you get into an advanced position, he's got the ability and the foresight to, to get the ball to you. It's, it's really, really exciting. He is. I say it last week, I think. He definitely the most exciting player we've had since Guilfrey Sigerson. I don't even mm -hmm. have any fear on saying that because obviously he's come to your academy as well. I mean... He's got a higher ceiling though than him though, I think as well. Possibly. I think that, that that's yeah. something that I think has got to be said as well. You know, Guilfrey, he he was unbelievable when he was with us. You know, at least they might go on to do the same and not quite reach, you know, the heights that I think we think he can reach. But I, his his ceiling is as high as it wants to be at the moment, I think. Yeah, there's, I can't think of anything negative to say about him. Even Michael Morrison said on Sky uh, earlier that uh, we won't have him for long, so let's make the most of him. <laughs> so, but if we go up and we are second in the league, these things are not impossible. He probably won't leave. Uh, why would he leave if he's in the Premier League? Well, I think, I, I think that that's, again, is what's 
really good about this situation. I think like, yes, we'll be gutted if we don't go up and he will then go because no doubt he probably will. But if, I mean, there's motivation for the other players, if you want, you know, go, go, go tell, go tell Yak, go tell Zhao that, you know, if we don't get up, if you don't score the goals, we're losing your main. <laughs> start attacking Lucas Zhao goal record then, Matt. Oh, oh I'm, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not doing Whoa. that, don't. <laughs> you can have some hot takes, Matt, but that's too hot. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Not saying that. I'm not saying, please, please don't berate me. I'm not saying that. <laughs> so we kind of lost a little bit of focus going into the last 15, 20 minutes of the first half, which is kind of understandable. Man management, Forrest didn't have any chances or anything, but Panovic talked about it after the game. But in the second half, we definitely came out with a much higher tempo, Dave, didn't we? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think the... The fear you have when the first half went as it did, um, very comfortable, mm. took our foot off the gas and it didn't matter <laughs> at all as well, um, is that you come out complacent second half. And, and we've seen against Bournemouth, we're, uh, obviously much higher uh, level of opposition, but uh, you see what happens when, when it goes that way. So came out strong again uh, within a couple of minutes. We'd had a chance. Um, and I think that... What uh, what makes me happiest is that it seems like we're learning from when things go wrong. Um, we, we're not repeating mistakes. Um, it's not the finished article yet. We'll still have games that will be frustrating. But I would wager that halftime team talk focused on we get back out there and we start strong. And uh, that makes me feel pretty good about the season ahead. Yeah, totally. I tweeted that if we got an early goal in the second half, it's done almost. And that's exactly what they did. Um, I felt so much more relaxed when that second goal went in. And of course, it's come from the magic man himself, Michael Elise with the corner. And it is Elise. I really have to focus on saying that. (laughs) Then Morrison, with a good header. Um, That's what he does, doesn't he? He's got four or five of those probably in in him a season. But it's kind of textbooks cornered, Matt. Yeah, I mean, we won't talk about the Forest defending because it was utterly no. shocking anyway. <laughs> um, but I mean, the ball from Elise was just stunning, uh, utterly stunning, you know, right in where, you know, Morrison Moore will be telling him every single time to get it into, because you get it in an area like that and, you know, it's always going to cause problems. Um, Morrison just does does what he does. But to be fair, I think the bar- marking was that bad. He didn't even need to jump. He just needed to guide it. <laughs> but I don't think he, he still, yeah. We, 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 the, yeah. The defender I mean, jumped, got higher than him, and somehow the the ball came off of Michael Morrison's head. It's fantastic. I'm, I'm putting it down to fantastic killer instinct movement, personally. That's, I think, what we're going to call it. It wasn't defending, it was just brilliant movement from Morrison. Hats off to you, sir. <laughs> yeah. You have enough shots and chances, you're going to score eventually, aren't you? Um, yeah. We deserved a little bit of luck. Maybe during this game, it was made easier by stupid Forest uh, player getting sent off at the beginning. But against Sheffield Wednesday, we got none of that from the referee. So it's kind of balanced itself out, Dave. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, one thing I will say is we're all quick and you can take a quick glance at my Twitter feed to see how quick I am to um, <laughs> attack a referee when they get it wrong. Um, I think today, uh, with the odd iffy decision here and there. I thought the referee today was pretty good. Uh, obviously, it's easy to say that when he gives you a penalty, sends off the other player, and generally things go your way. It, it, you know, There's some bias there, but um, it didn't seem like 
some of what we've faced the, the past few weeks with uh, with the officials winning or losing. I am still trying to wonder, though, and try and find out how on earth, I think it was Sal, wasn't it? Sam Basso was able to get a yellow card and also a free kick. I'm still baffled by that. If, 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 if there's a video that shows how that was able to happen, I would love to see it. Yeah, but, I think it was Cafu. Uh, Cafu, oh, Cafu. got the yellow, um, but, but Sal was involved in the challenge that they got the free kick from. But, but, it, but, but it was it a foul. Was like, it was a foul on, a foul us. on us. It was, <laughs> it was the most Two bonkers. Fouls, actually, because it's Semedo and then Estevez got yeah. uh, got kicked. Yeah. It was a weird, a weird point of that game. And there was also an incident there, wasn't there, with Omar Richards when he got fouled, and then mm. he had a little bit of a kick out. And I'm sure Panovic will have a word with him about that afterwards, man. Yeah, it's it's just it was just keeping. You know, you've got to keep a cool head in that situation. Like the Forest players were, you know, getting frustrated. I mean, I'd probably be getting frustrated if I was yeah, getting crazy. mugged off as much as they were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, I like, I, you know, if some people could look at that and say he should be going there because, you know, he's kicked out. Um, it was as petulant as, you know, David Beckham in the World Cup, yeah. but he gets a red card for that. Yeah, Richards could have, you know, on another day, if a ref takes another view on that or if it's at nil nil some people might say oh it was two nil up that's why he hasn't gone off um which shouldn't really be the case anyway if it's a red card it's a red card um but yeah he just needs to keep his head there but he's young you know he's young and he had another stunning game today um so good, yeah good management from from Paolo there though because he, he took him took him off, oh, took him off. off. Yeah. let him cool off you know yeah. oh, we're two nil up we don't need to risk him let him mm. cool down i think that's good management yeah has some fantastic stats about uh, omar richards Sky as well saying he's top of so many charts, it duels, crosses, tackles, um, chances created for a fullback. Just he's been outstanding. I mean, I don't know what Ponovic has put in these players' meals or food, but he's working. And I'm not bothered whether it's illegal or anything. Don't get found out because it is working. I think I think one of the greatest things though as well is it's it's all the young players. And I know, especially when he came in, like you know, we we, we looked at his 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 record prior and obviously there was a lot that people were saying obviously about his time at um uh oh who was it um chicago chicago, chicago yeah. fire you know everyone was saying oh we've done very badly there disenchanted a load of young players and stuff but then obviously he did what he did with the serbian um youth team and he's just come in and all the youth players that are coming through on him and just going from step to step they're getting more confident you know holmes and richards and elise are the prime examples of these you know that are just so so young like of course Richards was making his way into the team last year anyway but the way he's progressed this season is just like well we've said it on weeks prior that you know he's becoming one of the best right back um left backs in the league he's almost nearly the best I think at the moment and I think stats kind of back that up in in places Mm -hmm. you know and again it's it's another you know he's only 22 he's just going from strength to strength and like say whatever Paunovic is doing with these young players and you see it on the bench as well. Half the bench, if not more, is all academy players. It's it's brilliant, brilliant. Sarah really. is coaching CV though. He won the World Cup for the yeah. in the twenties, I think it was. Mm. He knows how to deal with young players, and it's mm. showing. We are really gaining from this kind of experience and ability mm. in the training area because we've got some technically gifted players now, Dave. But I've got to say, there's two players, not to say that they aren't gifted in any way, but two players in that central midfield 
who are just they're a pair do they ever separate yeah. i reckon they're just always together they sleep in the same bed probably they, <laughs> they have to they go home you, you see them on social media they're, they're, it's it's the biggest bromance you've ever seen bromance it's not even is like since it's, <laughs> it it's literally just the best bromance you've ever seen we should and it works so well we're talking about josh lauren and rita uh -huh. don't know I mean, if you don't know have you watched reading fc i don't know yeah but. They, they have to have got it from that. <laughs> they're, they're, they're just outstanding. And I think some of the popped into my head during the game today, um, when Rinomoto had his breakthrough season, he got player of the season, I think, that year with um, um, Lewis Baker alongside him. And then the following season, uh, it wasn't quite at the same levels. And you realise that his type of play, he can't do it alone. Yeah. Like he, his strength is going and hassling and picking up the ball and, and he's involved in the attack. He's involved in the defense. You can't do that role if you can't trust that there's someone covering you. And now he's got this like telepathic relationship and understanding with, with Lauren, who I'm still sticking by one of our best signings of the last who knows like top still going with that aren't you? <laughs> i'm sticking with it I'm, I'm thinking about getting the man's uh, name tattooed not really i'm not doing that but he's uh he's he's outrageous so he played a glorious through ball today as well he's and he's, mm. he's scored a goal for us that was glorious like he's got everything so um but you got those two working together i, I think all of this comes down to obviously in Panovic we have an amazing manager like who who knows how to get the best out of these players especially the youth players um but very quietly we've assembled an outrageous backroom staff as well like if you if you look at yeah. after the after the goal that uh Mate scored uh against bristol city goes straight to um uh i'm completely blanking on the coach's name uh Pauno's right hand man uh fortune not no, no, no. The, oh. it was the assistant manager. It was the assistant, yeah. 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 His, and it's a, anyway, who everyone listening just knows I've, my, my knowledge has, has failed me here, but the, um, go straight to him and they're talking and he's pointing and he's saying, and to me, that was, they've been working closely together and he's done something that they've been like talking about. And, and so you've got him, you've got Quentin Fortune, as mentioned, like, that can't be understated. Like that, that's quality and knowledge. Then you've got John O'Shea, you've got all of these people that all across every piece of what we're, what we're working on in the training grounds, we've got some of the best coaches and, and not a lot has been made of that. And I think that that's key to, to where we're at today. Yeah. And I think, I, I think the backroom staff is just pivotal right now because I, and I think one of the main ones that, as you've said, has been understated is Quentin Fortune. That could be, I mean, that could be accelerating these young guys because, you know, he's worked with, you know, the, the the United under-23s. You think some of the players that have come through or that he's worked, worked with with those under-23s, he starts feeding that into, you know, your, your young players here that he'd normally be dealing with, you know, in a reserve team, but now in a first team. I think it's invaluable, you know, and you look at you look at the coaching stuff, even Paunovic after the game, I have so much love for him right now. You know, the way, the, the, like, like, like the way he's just, hugging every single player you know it's easy to do when you're winning yes i know but we are winning at the moment so i'm gonna lap it up whilst what whilst i can you know um but it's 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 just unbelievable it's so much it's just well it's, we've not seen it in years you know this, this and this it kind feels of, real oh, absolutely i think it feels sustainable yeah. now 
yeah this one two week because what really pleases me is we had a really rough patch of defeats and big defeats as well and we've reset and we've come again and we're actually looking better than we were in the first seven or eight games when we kept on getting wins and as Panovic said we've got to get better as a team now we're dominating matches we're not going to do that against some teams who are you know maybe around us but then I say that Bristol City they were third when we played them and we completely dominated them Dave yeah, we, we, we have the ability to do it. And I, again, I think we're growing in that sense as well. Um, I think we were riding our luck a little bit at times at the start. Obviously, well documented. We were out performing a lot of the expected, uh, I'm not going to say the term, um, expected performances. Let's put it that way. Um, real quick, I'm just going to say I looked up Marco Mitrovic. I think he needs to be uh, named for his, uh, as the assistant manager uh, rather than being forgotten. Um, yeah, I think the, the the difference between when we've got excited that maybe we've turned a corner previously and then it's all fallen apart is you couldn't point to why it's going well. You could say like, oh, well, that was a great goal, but then you look at the performance as a whole and it wasn't that great. Um, here... I think today was the first game in a very long time where there was no moment when I was nervous. I literally thought, yeah, I'm pretty sure we're going to win this, you know, which I don't do. That's, that's not how I operate. Um, and I think that you, you look at the table after this many games and see the points that we have, it's not an accident. We are where we deserve to be. And it's really nice to be able to say that. I have to admit, I was a bit nervous, Dave. <laughs> I, definitely, <laughs> I definitely was. You've been doing this longer than I have, though. You know, I don't know. I was definitely You've, a little you've bit seen nervous. what Reading are like. <laughs> I was a bit nervous, and I just thought, oh, we didn't look like they were going to score for us, but, you know, people make mistakes, don't they? The only chances that Forrest had was from any set pieces, and even then we defended them easily of kind of throw-ins. Didn't really matter. But it's just, a, let's finish on a positive note because it's all been positive and why not finish there as well? Second place in the table, Matt. Is there any reason why we can't stay there? Because I can't think of one at the moment. No, um, you know, I think it, we, we were talking about it before on the podcast. I've seen it a few times on Twitter. You know, I think the, I think the last the last few games really have asserted that we are contenders this year. Mm. Maybe, you, you know, top two, that may, may be maybe pushing it a little bit far but I mean why not you know I think that's the biggest question right now you've got a player in Lucas Shaw that is scoring for fun you know you've got the talent behind them of you know the likes of Elise, Mate, Ajaria you know you've got Swift still to come back from injury, you know, um, a January transfer window to come up. We don't know what we'll do in it, but, you know, you'd like to, well, Panovic already talked about reinforcement, but then, you know, you look at the back line as well with, when you've got Morrison and Moore at the back, you know, and we've got so many young, exciting players that there is, I can't see any reason why it's outlandish now to say that, you, you know, top six is a real realistic goal now. And I think if we don't, you'd probably maybe, be looking back at the end of the season and think that's a missed opportunity with the players we've got with how they're playing it I, I think it would be now um you know there's still a lot of football to go obviously you know we're barely a quarter through the season you know but I think there's just so much to be optimistic about right now you know fans are back in stadium we're playing so well and I think that's it just puts a smile on your face 
you know, which is what the football club's there for. And I think, yeah, it's just a brilliant time to be to be a fan right now. Just lap it in all you can. Yeah, totally. And it was magical to hear the fans at the stadium, totally. So everything is good. It's bloody great being a Redden FC fan at the moment. We've had some years of struggle, but it is coming together slowly. And we look we look awesome. Let's just, let's just enjoy the weekend. doesn't matter about the rest of the results. We will be back with the podcast after the match against Birmingham City, and we'll have a preview out on the Friday afternoon. Have a good weekend, everyone. You us!